How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Monday, September the 20th. As always on Mondays, I'm going to recap what happened on the weekend, but today we're going to talk about just one thing, which is the THQ Nordic 10th anniversary celebration, where they had a showcase of a bunch of games, which was honestly just a lot of game announcements. So let's jump into it. Now, you might remember that THQ Nordic is a pretty big company. They actually have 19 subsidiary companies. And THQ themselves is a subsidiary of a holding company called Embracer Group, which has dozens and dozens of companies working for them. This is to say they have a lot of games that they're working on, and they had a lot to talk about today. Here's some of them. The first one I'll mention is SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shake. So this is assumed to be a 3D platformer, much like its predecessor, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated. That was a remaster of a very successful, older SpongeBob game. And following in the footsteps of games like Ratchet and & Clank and Crash Bandicoot 4, this game is going to be featuring portals and multiverses. I'll say that's pretty much all we know for now. They confirmed that they're going to have more than 30 costumes and seven, like, quote-unquote, worlds, which is pretty normal for a 3D platformer. Uh, No release date, but they said coming soon to PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, and Switch. And yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. I think Battle for Bikini Bottom, the remaster that they did, was fairly decent, and I'm happy to see more out of them. Next up, we have Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed. Now, this was originally released in 2006, and of course is a kind of sequel remake to the first Destroy All Humans, which also had a remake. This one is going to release on PlayStation 5, Series X, and PC, in 2022, so next year. They didn't confirm anything about last-gen consoles yet, and they also confirmed that the game is going to have split-screen co-op. This game is going to shift to the 1960s, and is just extremely over-the-top and vulgar, and I don't know, the success of this franchise was always very surprising to me, but obviously there's an audience there, and uh, I also wonder if these remakes are going to lead up into another original entry. We'll see what happens. Next announcement here is the long-forgotten Outcast series, which is being revived with a sequel, Outcast 2, A New Beginning. Now, I won't blame you if you don't know this name. Outcast was an open-world adventure game that originally released in 1999, and it got quite a bit of critical acclaim because of its technological innovations, particularly because of its open world. Uh, I think games like Grand Theft Auto 3 are often credited with popularizing the concept, but Outcast came out like a full two years before that game. So anyway, Outcast was remastered in 2014 and then remade in 2017. And so now they have a sequel for the game, which will come out on uh, current gen consoles and PC. Okay, and I think the last big announcement from this show was yet another franchise being revived after a long absence, uh, Jagged Alliance 3. So the last mainline entry in Jagged Alliance was the second one from 1999. It is a turn-based tactics game, which brings the player to, like, a fictional country attempting to revolt against a quote-unquote paramilitary force that is in charge. Now, if you look at the gameplay for Jagged Alliance 3, it very much reminds me of something like XCOM. Even some of the UI is very familiar. So anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. No release date, but the game will have a co-op mode. Here are some other miscellaneous announcements that they made in the show. Uh, They're reviving the Super Power franchise with Super Power 3. This is a grand strategy game, and it actually is set in modern-day Earth. So you can choose a country and just become that country with gameplay that is reminiscent of something like Crusader Kings or any other Paradox game. 
that is releasing on PC with no date just yet. There's a new MX versus ATV game that is coming out with the subtitle Legends. Sounds like all of the other games in the franchise. No release date. And then they just showed off some more gameplay for Elex 2, which is a sequel for the original Elex, and Expeditions Rome. So if you're interested in any of those, you can check out the trailers. And uh, finally, I'll mention that THQ are currently giving away some games as well. So they've got Titan Quest Anniversary Edition, and they have Jagged Alliance 1 Gold Edition. Both of those are going to be free on Steam until Thursday, September the 23rd. So feel free to pick those up if you're interested. And after all of that, my friends, I am officially out of time. I'd like to thank you very much for tuning in here today. I'd also like to thank TJ for leaving me a five-star review. It's greatly appreciated. Cheers to you. And I'll be back with the news tomorrow, as always. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hey, it's the TGO After Show. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always interesting watching what happens with THQ Nordic and anything else from the Embracer group because more often than not, like they they fill this niche of like not indie because they're backed by a major company with with deep pockets, but they're definitely not AAA budgets. And so it's like I don't know, it's kind of like double A, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. That's not all of their games, but it's most of their games because they have hundreds and hundreds of developers under them that they've acquired. And I think that the idea that they have is that they're going to sell enough of these games at like a moderate level in order to sustain them long enough to get to a, you know, a Saints Row or a, a Metro, which are their major franchises, right? I mean, Destroy All Humans, it sold um, over a million units, the remake. And the developers said that that was exceeding their expectations, so they didn't expect that game to sell a million. I think they said the same thing about Spongebob uh, at two million. And Destroy All Humans also got a Game Pass deal, right? So the fact that those sold more than a million and that was, like, exceeding expectations for them... Don't get me wrong, over a million units is a lot of units, right? Like, that's, that's an achievement almost no matter what company you are. However, to have an IP like Destroy All Humans or Spongebob... It just shows that they're not targeting too highly, right? I think a lot of companies will have unrealistic expectations about how much their game is going to sell. And what it sounds like here is they have realistic expectations about how games typically sell, especially games that aren't marketed as major AAA experiences. And if they do exceed more than that, then they capitalize on it. There's a new SpongeBob coming out that's original. They're doing another remake for, for Destroy All Humans. And then maybe they're able to do the nostalgia play on some of these other games as well. Jagged Alliance is probably a little bit more popular than Outcast, though I don't know. It's uh, that's both of those games are before my time, so my perspective is kind of skewed. Anyway, I haven't had any reason to like doubt THQ in the Embracer Group at this point. You know, I'm they've released a lot of games that I haven't covered on this show because they're just too small, honestly. So maybe there's been some stinkers in there that I just haven't come to my attention. But it seems like the way that they're doing business, as bad as it might be for the industry, you know, having them all coalesce into major companies like Embracer and Microsoft and Sony is not great. But it seems to be working for them and it seems to be working for customers. But we're probably gonna have to wait a few more years to see the true, true effects of this. I mean, if nothing else, it's really bringing a lot of games back out of, of obscurity in some ways, right? Like Outcast, you could easily say, 
hey, you know, this is a game that was revolutionary for its time, and that's where it ended, right? And I think THQ has made a lot of moves with a lot, a lot, a lot of different franchises to be like, nah, it's not the end for those, right? Let's do more. If it was successful once, it can be successful again, kind of a thing. And I think there's some admiration there, especially like even if you think about it from a game's preservation style. You know, remasters and remakes do a lot for that kind of thing. Or if nothing else, it'll be like the promotion around a remaster, a remake, or a new title will encourage these developers to go back to the old stuff and put it on GOG or something like that. We've seen that a lot. So anyway, I love how expansive the gaming industry is. I wish I was able to play all of it, right? I wish I talked about these games and could be like, ah, yes, I've played every one of these and I can tell you exactly what you need to know because there's just so much out there. But, you know, I have the same mindset when it comes to books and board games and comic books. I just want to know everything. And there's not enough time to do it, unfortunately. Hey, uh, I'm going to get going because speaking of books, I'm reading Words of Radiance right now. Pretty much nonstop. All of my free time is dedicated to this book. So I'm going to go do that right now. Thanks for being here. We'll chat tomorrow. Ciao.